You ever find yourself in a jacuzzi with nine of your favorite people? A jacuzzi that sits next to a working vineyard? A vineyard that's part of a Spanish-style villa? A villa that sits atop a hill overlooking Paso Robles? No? Just me? My name is Mark Riley. I'm a screenwriter and a producer from Los Angeles, California, and I love wine. I love the way it smells. I love the way it tastes. I love how it can bring people together for a random getaway and how it can entice someone new into trying it for the very first time. There's a story waiting to be told when you pair wine with the right people. And I'd like to share some of those stories with you. This is The Wine Life. Episode 2. Is wine tasting too bougie for the newbie? It was a random September weekend. Ten people in total took over a Spanish villa from Airbnb, made five tasting appointments in Paso Robles, California. We visited Rada Winery, Niner, Dow, Fratelli Parada, and Vontu. We grilled filet mignon and ribeye, basted lobster tails, ate every side and munchie available. We even played some cards against humanity. But most importantly, we laughed, we drank, we were merry. Sitting in that jacuzzi with these wonderful friends of mine on a hill overlooking Paso, it suddenly occurred to me. Why did 10 people from 10 different backgrounds and 10 different vocations decide on wine country for a vacation? That must be some good wine. Meet Sam Levine and Rachel Cushing, Dan Merle and Mara Kanopic, Mike Kalinowski and Shannon Barney, six of the eight friends that accompanied my fiance and me for a wine weekend getaway in Paso Robles, California. Sam and Rachel have joined me and my fiance for many a wine tasting, because, you know, this is not our first rodeo. Dan was on his second tasting trip in under a year, while Mara had been many times in the past. Shannon loves her wine and was really looking forward to the trip to introduce her boyfriend, Mike, to the whole experience. You see, Mike had never been wine tasting before, let alone a winery. Hell, I don't think the guy has ever placed a glass of wine to his lips before that weekend. So under some shade just outside the tasting room of the Fratelli Parada Vineyard and Paso, I asked some questions to my friends. Why? Why wine tasting? What's it like for a newbie? And is wine tasting all pomp and circumstance? You have to be a wine snob to enjoy the experience? Over a couple bottles of wine on a beautiful and sunny Sunday afternoon in the middle of wine country, my friends shared their story. Here we go. Just a note, this episode was recorded entirely outside using two microphones capturing the conversations. All sound is native, so pardon the airplanes and crinkling of bags during the recording. It doesn't get any more spontaneous than this. Everybody got their food? I don't know. Everybody got their wine? I'm trying to think of another oh, line that's not an immediate giveaway. Um, oh, female or male? No, I can't male. think of my mouth. Oh, oh, no. I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Let it dissolve? Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's all the good <laughs> Guys? I know, it's my yes. favorite. Hey, what's up? We did it. We did it. We're on. Oh, we're on. Oh, we're on. Sorry, uh, I was just bitching about my mouth. Can I no. crunch these right into the microphone? Crunch or? away, yes. drink away, enjoy, talk freely. Uh, who would like to describe where we are first? Mike, go. No, Sam, go. Yeah, really? Sam, I'm go. eating. I want him to describe what he drank today. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to Mike doing the Let's description. Let's do this. Yes, oh, I'm 100%. Uh, I'm going to go around the horn real quick, starting with Mike. Oh, yes, you're, sir. The, you're the noob here. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, your name, what you do, and uh, how you're taking your first wine tasting. Right. Uh, weekend. Uh, this is uh, Mike Kalinowski. Yes. Uh, actor, host, uh, performer. This is my first wine tasting, as it were. Uh, my girlfriend is a wine. Uh, you're not a wine snob. You're not a wine aficionado. You enjoy wine, and you didn't think I would enjoy this, or you were like, 
you were you were a little bit on the fence of how I would be, weren't you? Would you say? For sure. Yeah, because I don't drink wine ever. You don't drink wine. You're not a big. Not a big you're drinker. not a big drinker in not, general. I, I, I have in my past, yes. Okay. I've been a very big drinker. Um, I just don't anymore for some reason. She usually likes to drink, so I'm the driver. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I do not drink wine. It's nowhere on my radar to do it. Okay, but what? So, why'd you agree to a wine weekend? Because the company. There it is. Yeah. Aww. Come on now. Yeah, we were talking about was this five, three months ago. We decided, right? We're gonna do this, mm-hmm. and yeah. she's just like, "Are you gonna drink wine? Will you try it for me?" I was like, "Of course I will." Be yeah. game. I'll be game for anything. Yeah. And we'll get into what happened in moments. We're gonna. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, but for your take, because you're the first. <clears throat> yes. It's your first wine tasting. Um, we took. We started Friday. Yes. Uh, at Rhoda, which is uh, my wine club. Uh, we all congregated there. It's your favorite. Right? That's your favorite. We've been to four so far. We've been to four since. Since. And that's your favorite still? It was just something about it. What was it? Mark, as they say, you never forget your first. Yes, exactly. That's what it is. Why Rhoda? What is it about Rhoda uh, versus uh, Niner, um, Dow, uh, Fratelli, and then where where else do we go? That's That's it. That's it. Okay, so going through the, before we've gone through, I felt, I love the the, the feel of Niner. Um, I wasn't a fan of the wines as much. Yeah. Niner. Uh, but I loved the whole setup. I loved the fact that, that uh, Sam knew the owner and they were friends. I liked that. I felt Dow was uh, a corporate. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's but a beautiful very corporate. Area. Uh, and to tell you, I enjoyed I enjoy the smaller, I mean, maybe the smaller ones. I yeah. thought Channing, our, our wine sommelier. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, she wasn't <laughs> a sommelier. That's a very rare title I to have. I wish you guys is could see Sam shaking really his head is. so aggressively. Okay. Okay. It's really hard to do. you about naming the vintage and yeah. the region and all that, that's real. Like, they, they can tell by a sniff or a sip mm-hmm. what grapes it was, what kind of, what time of year, what country, so it's all like. It's tough to be a small It's yeah. like being a, gra- a chess grandmaster. Yeah. Like, okay. like, a handful of people in the world actually have yeah. the title legitimately. Yeah. 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 And you have to test for it and stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. it's an no incredibly <laughs> difficult thing to be a legitimate Somalia. All right. It's a big deal. There's documentaries on it on Netflix uh-huh. that are really great. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, we had uh, we had Channing Some. and Brian at Rhoda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And they were they were selling wine, they were pouring wine, they were telling us all about it. They were telling how Rhoda um, handed over ownership. Oh. Yeah. Um, recent owners over there recent now. Recent owners. Uh, but the wine's still good. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the experience was so good. Yeah. And so what would you take from it, Mike? Uh, after your very first wine tasting, right. you were on a swing. <laughs> I, we walked outside. That tells you everything you need outside. to know. So we walked outside, and there's a swing. And I was like, I see, a I think it was Brian swing. was outside. And I go, can I go on then? He goes, yeah. Yeah. It's a standing swing. And I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> he got a stand. Even I was better. Like, Are you kidding me? Yeah, we're going on this thing. And you guys were kind of in the car, but I got in that swing, half drunk as it were. Yeah. And half. There is video. Yeah, it was there. There's there's video. There's and there's the video. swing was phenomenal. It was like the chair on the top of the first thing. So it was... It was a perfect uh, setup for what was I was hoping was going to be a phenomenal weekend. Uh, yeah, it was. Shannon, what's your take? Uh, bring in Mike for the first time. You're a wine. You love wine. Mm-hmm. You drink wine. Mike, not so much. Mike never. Mike never. <laughs> Me always. You always. <laughs> um, always. But I have a very non-discerning palate. Um, I like everything nice. for the most part. And because Mike is so choosy with whom he drinks and what he drinks, sure. I was very nervous <laughs> a little bit because I, I mean I knew I knew you'd come and you'd have a great time because we're with great friends right. and that was that's the thing that matters the most um, but I felt like you might have been like packing diet cokes on the side <laughs> and just ordering diet cokes from the bar and just not participating or you'd have a sip of one and go nope not for me nah, I don't want it and then and then you would do your own thing but you would be just as happy yeah. and you'd be just as fulfilled it's not like you would have had a bad time yeah. But part of, I think, the reason people enjoy wine tasting so much is because you are, it's a shared experience. Um, And and every place, like we talked about, is is different. Um, Same wine, same year, totally different from one place to another. Right. But the fact that you sat down and not only participated, but actually had some wines that you genuinely enjoyed. I I almost thought that you would go along for the ride and go, oh yeah, that's fine. And then mm-hmm. like never look at it again. But right. you finished your tastings and, and the stuff that you didn't like, you dumped. The things that you did like, you finished. And, and and I think you genuinely enjoyed it, which is my favorite part of this trip because I wasn't sure what to expect from you. But the great that. thing is being with people like you guys that this is your passion. You mm-hmm. love it so it made it, I can ask the question. So many times you go with people and I like to be on the opposite 
if I'm something that I love doing, I love being asked questions. Yeah. And that's what people are like, Jesus, Mike, enough of the questions, you know. I love so, talking to you about the one when you were asking. It's like, yeah. so what's this? What's this? Yeah, what's I love, this? like, we were just talking to Rachel today about the weather and the, this time of year, the weather, and does that affect the grapes and the different side of the mountain or the hill? Yeah. Two different grapes, same grapes can taste completely different. Like, it's fascinating to be with people that know this, so, yeah. We have that, yeah, we have the different kind of. Not levels, because uh, I talked in episode one with Chris over at Four Brothers, and his big thing was he doesn't want to get all bougie with it. He wants to tell a story. So if he's pouring a rosé, he tells the story about how he was on the beach with his brothers, and they were looking at uh, some girls across the way, and they're like, we can't look. We're all married. But then they pulled out Four Brothers rosé, and they're like, oh, my God, we now have to talk to them. They talked. They made friends. They shared pictures. They shared an experience, and that was his tasting flight with the rosé for his patrons. It wasn't, this is a blah, 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 blah. He was telling a story and would right. enter in some of the, the bits on the wine. Mm -hmm. But you're touching on the experience, which I love. Rachel, Sam, we've done this for years now. Yeah, we're uh, old hats at this, aren't yep. we, at this point? <laughs> yeah. Sure. But you are, you are some of our favorite <laughs> wine tasting partners, and we're even members at the same wineries, yes, both here are. and down in Solvang. So... So, uh, um, Rachel, yeah. Sam, tell huh? us a little bit about yourselves. Who are you? <laughs> can anyone really answer that question? No one can except you. Who are we, honey? You tell me. We're just a couple of average American people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Living average lives. There it is. <laughs> Los Angeles, California. Oh, yeah. Also known as the Devil's Playground. That's true. Which we need to escape every once in a while. And <laughs> the wine tasting. That. You're big on that. That's so. one of my favorite aspects of wine tasting. Clearly, I love, love, like, capital L O V E wine across the board. Um, but more than that, it's the getting away, it's, it's the rat race, it's go, go, go. It's, we're running around the entertainment industry. It's, it's, it's always busy, you're always doing things, and a lot of it's fun, but I love coming somewhere where there's fresh air and there's long, mm -hmm. you know, you can, you can look out across the vineyards and the mountains and you don't have to set an alarm and you don't have to do anything other than sit back, take in the sun, drink the wine, chat with your friends and, and have that break. Um, and, and then on top of it to have that break with, you know, some of your best friends and, yeah. and you, you all just can breathe and, and decompress and it just helps you know when you got to go back and have to face it all again <laughs> it's like Which you're we fortified to to we yeah. do we yeah. are leaving today but we are bringing bottles of wine with us a lot of pictures a lot of videos a lot of memories this podcast and uh we're already starting to plan our next trip so that's right you, know? <laughs> you, you said something interesting i feel i wonder if everybody feels this but the idea when you get up here, everything slows down. You kind of forget your life for a little bit. I know, mm -hmm. Shannon, you were walking out this morning, I, you know, kind of in a funny way going, I don't want to leave. I felt that yesterday Absolutely. as well. I was already projecting to today when I was on the golf course with Tom. I'm like, we're going to have to leave tomorrow. That's going to fucking suck. <laughs> and I was getting bummed in the middle of my round of golf. But then I realized we had our full day ahead of us. We had today planned. Mm -hmm. Sam, do you forget? Do you like to just let go, and when you're here, it's like a pause button with some wine and friends? What What is it for you? Why do you like the wine tasting? Um, it's definitely a pause button, uh, because my phone, I, the emails and the texts don't stop coming in. Of course. I just stop responding to them, mm -hmm. with the understanding uh, when the weekend is over, I can write back, hey, sorry, I was away for the weekend. Yeah. And uh, we don't really have that a lot in American culture. It's true. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, I was away. Well, we moved on without you. That's fine. I, I guess this job wasn't meant for me. Right. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I love coming up here. I love... Uh, the, the truth of the matter is the state of California, uh, as, uh, as much flack as it gets from other states for being too politically, you know, leaning one way or the other, sure. uh, it is an amazing state. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It is truly a beautiful state. It, it happens to be extremely large, which then helps the second portion of it, which is you can, every wonderful aspect of uh, culture that you're looking for, we have. Yeah, we do. We have mountains, mm -hmm. we've got beaches, mm -hmm. we've got vineyards, mm -hmm. we've got sex dungeons. Oh, yes. <laughs> Everything True. you want. California offers. Yeah. That's very true. And uh, I exclusively enjoy uh, wineries and sex dungeons. Okay. So, 
They go together. Anyone who knows me knows that. Yes. So. A match made in heaven, really. Yeah. So uh, the trip up here has been wonderful, and um, Mike Kalinowski and I have already planned our sex dungeon trip. That's good. Yeah. That's good. What are you going to pair with your sex dungeon? We are not allowed to talk about it, but I'll just say we do bring pairs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. And then Dan and Mara on the other side of the table here, having already spoken to you a bit briefly about our trip, but I love having you here now with this crazy crew all the way from Arkansas. Mm. California, you were here for years, of course. But as I as I touched on earlier, Mara and Dan reached out to everybody and said, we want to do a trip. We all want to get together, all good friends together. But it was wine that you landed on. It was the wine tasting. It was a house. It was this experience. Why did it start there when, Danny, you even said you were a noob? Yeah. Like, well, why all, was it like, let's do wine tasting? Arkansas has a wine country. Yeah, they do. They do. When Julie and I been. passed through, we Maybe saw, someday. we're like, they have wine. Yeah. We have a wine country. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it stems from, pun intended, the uh, the fact that we all did, um, you guys weren't able to be with us, but right before we moved, you guys took us to Solvang, and I think that kind of capitalizing on the really positive energy from that trip mm-hmm. and just how much it felt like such rich, delightful fun, Yeah, I think that that was probably what really started it. And also just forcing Mike to do something uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. of course. It's always fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like sex dungeons. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's why Mark and... Why Sam and Mike are heading to the sex dungeon. Yes, yeah, sex yeah, dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Pairs and pairings. Game for anything. Yeah. yeah. Charboner is the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been. Yeah. Okay. I'm a member. No, I was going to say he's a member. Yeah. Great. I love this, but I'm looking over the table right now. I see all of us together. We're all sitting around. We're drinking wine. We have snacks. Mm-hmm. It's the third day of our trip, technically, right? You know, we came up Friday. Mm-hmm. We're laughing. We've already we have memories to spare from this past weekend. Mm. What's one of your favorite memories of this weekend, everybody? I'm gonna say Mike on that Adult Swing. Adult <laughs> 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 Swing. <laughs> oh, there was another thing where he was on a standing swing, but the Adult Swing mm. we had ah. back at the house. Mm-hmm. That was just me and Mike. No, Mike Kalinowski <laughs> on day one. Uh, he, he mentioned there was a there was a standing swing at the uh, Rota Winery. And he'd had a couple of glasses on a pretty empty stomach, so he was enjoying himself. Yeah. And watching this grown man, for whom I have so much respect, be gleeful like a child. I love this. On this uh, stand-up swing as a grown man. Uh, that, that set the tone for me for the weekend. Yeah. It Let's did. have silly fun. Yeah, it did. I've never been to a winery with Tom Dagnino. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Which we'll hear from uh, later. I mean, there was a moment where Erica was literally clasping her hands over his mouth. Have I have photo that. evidence of that. Photo evidence. <laughs> Lots of photos of that. I, at Niner, Tom told the our wonderful uh, uh, attendant. Yes, our server Liz. Host, Liz, yeah. that Mike was a level two sommelier. I don't even know if that's a thing. It's not. He said it with conviction, though. He did. Uh, and then Mike proceeded to bullshit his way through uh, three or four wines worth of well, uh, oh, yeah. this, the best improv I've ever heard. Acting, I guess it would be called. Um, <laughs> acting. Acting. He's a writer for Blush and Barrel. Blush and, Blush and Barrel. And Barrel. Mike is a writer, a writer for Blush and Barrel magazine. Which is now clearly something we have to create. That's comparing wines to historical events and figures. It's quite something. It's quite something to behold. The Napoleonic Wars was a The my, Napoleonic my Wars was a good one. Mm-hmm. Civil was, rights movement. Civil I believe there was a wine that yeah, was, was equated like the to civil the civil rights movement. movement. Yeah. Yep, they, that were, was a they were at war. They, it, was, it was two. It was, they, everything was at war with each they other. But each yet, other. And yet there was a unity. It was quite, yeah. it was quite moving. <laughs> I cried. Let me ask you something. Because when it comes, and Mike especially, yes. when it comes to wine tasting, yes. and you were like, okay, is it going to be... For lack of a better term, bougie. Yeah, is it going to yep, be able to, to get in there and understand? But you then took it and ran. And you're having fun right. improvising, yeah. making people laugh. Every single vineyard or wine tasting that we did, and you would do that, the person helping us was laughing and having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So We're I, everybody's favorite group. We Every are winery we went to, they us. loved us. I think I'd like to take this opportunity to remind our listeners that people in the hospitality industry work for tips. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sam, do you think that we were 
bothering anybody with We our... as a group, of course not. But the great Tom Dagnino really <laughs> stretches that kind of he goodwill. It. He does push it. He stretches the goodwill of every server we've ever had yeah. really to the limits of their ability to do their job. He does that with everything. I know. He we started does. to pre-warn them. I was just going to say, every place but, we went, we, we would tell the server, that's Tom, don't, don't believe a thing he says. Ignore the words out of his mouth. And I've Ignore worked in the service industry. It's been years since I've, yeah. I've worked in there. But as a server, I would love a table of us. Yeah. I would just, like, they're low maintenance. They're not every time I can show up, there's got to be something. They're entertaining. Yeah. Like, I know they're going to take care of me if I take care of them. Like, yeah. like I just felt, yeah. I, but it's, and, but, and again, then you go to the bougie thing. And that, that was my thing. I was like, oh, wine tasting is so bougie to me. Okay. And this is an outsider. Yeah, yeah. That's what like, I want. Oh, yeah. And, they, they, and I told Shannon, I go, Shannon, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I'll enjoy everything this trip. This is the drive up. But I will not sit there with the group and take the picture with my hand with the stem up, <laughs> smiling at the camera. Because everyone does that. Except like, we not. totally do. I instantly did that my first time with the wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Instagram. Instantly. We got you. <laughs> instantly. But just because there's so preconceived notions I had about it. But, and again, I, and, and, and my first, the road I was, I kind of, went with it you know Tom was there and went with it and in my head I'm like oh no am I upsetting Riley and Julie and Sam and Rachel like because I I don't want them thinking I'm making fun of this yeah and okay. I, oh, went to, I went to Shannon I was like <laughs> was it too much am I should I talk should I tone it down and I just was having fun she's like no and I went to Julie I was like did I upset you guys like I don't want you to think that I was being disrespectful and you know and I was making fun of it and I was like he's but not at all. Of course, it was yeah. you know, not the but case. That's but that's what's so great about this is because it can be as dressed up or as dressed down as you want. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Oh, no! Oh, no! So, and again, and again. What a dangerous I segue. I don't know anything about wineries again. Mm-hmm. So I go to Shannon. I want to preface this by saying no. oh, this is good. This is good. This is, no. this is a massive so, embellishment. Days bef- two days before, I asked, I was like, what do I wear to this? I don't know how to dress. And she's like, well, it's going to be hot. So, baby, oh. business casual. Business casual. <laughs> and I instantly go, business casual. I need to wear slack, like pants and a dress. She's like, well, do you have slacks? No, I didn't I go, slacks? I go, what kind of slacks am I wearing? You're like, what about, I go, can I wear shorts? I'll be honest. She's like, well, do you have sliders? First, I'm like, what the fuck are sliders? What did you call them? Scoopers? Sloppers? Sloppers? Scoopers? Because I've never heard of those. I've heard of boat shoes. I've heard of... Tennis shoes, I'm running a shoes. Scooper is some sort of a Frito Lay product. Like flip flops, but <laughs> yes. slip. Don't you have a pair of sliders? I'm like, what the fuck are sliders? I said babe? if you're gonna wear shorts, sliders put on is a an pair underrated of television show. For the record, I just want to say I did not mean business casual. I had no <laughs> You no, said no, it. No part of me was like you should wear slacks and a button down. You could you could but that's not what I meant. One step away from business casual right now. So I show up. I think I saw Sam one day, the day before. Mm-hmm. And you're like, look at me wearing shorts and a t-shirt. This is what I wear. This is what you wear. I'm like, thank God. So I show up. Guys, I got jeans, hats. I was like, I'm golden. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I wore my USC jersey because it was game day. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. And we got one of the best Everybody pictures. The five yeah. of us. The five of Yeah. I wonder, though, in in the old days. Okay. Here we um, go. No, this is a real question. In the old days, if you were in New York City and you wanted to go see a Broadway show. Mm. Right. Okay. Or, or in the days slightly before that, if you flew on an airplane. Mm. Yes. These were classy, mm-hmm. wealthy things mm-hmm. that sophisticated people did. And even yeah. if you weren't usually a wealthy, sophisticated person, if you were going to partake in this activity, if you'd saved enough money to do so, yeah. you dressed the part. Right. You got dressed up to travel on an airplane. Yeah. You got dressed up to go see may a Broadway say, show. Do I you say... think back in the day, people got dressed up for wine tasting? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Mara and I, we've been to, we went to see the Book of Mormon. We went to see Les Miserables in, in Los Angeles, and we we dressed up yeah. because that's that's what that's you do. What you do. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes, I think wine like tasting formal. at one point was a, a, a formal occasion. Uh, I think I get dressed okay. up for red carpet, Broadway, and occasionally wine tasting. Okay. I get jealous every time I watch Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and he gets on the plane and the oh. hat and the three-piece suit. Oh. I want to dress like that. Yeah. Yeah. We should all do that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, oh, my God, plane, yes. I believe in that. Suit. I travel with this one for the first time, and she's got on sweatpants and flip-flops. So I'm like, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm wearing that to the airport What are you tomorrow? doing, babe? And I had the oh, full, yeah. I will at least wear closed-toed shoes and a shirt and pants. Like, I'm not wearing sweatpants. She's like, you got to be comfortable. It's plain. 
Yeah. I'm of that. I think society has graduated to that way of thinking. Fair enough. Fair enough. Twelve yeah. hours tomorrow flying. I will not be wearing anything that is going to restrict my movement. I mean, I get yeah. the, I get that side though. I do with that. But so, I mean, never pajamas though. Uh, no, I've never worn not a full pajama. I've never worn pajamas. Yoga pants. Like They're amazing. Like sweatpants. Yes. That's what Thank I'm going to wear. Or, or not even sweatpants. I'll just wear like leggings or like yoga okay. pants. Like oh, yeah. Never, yeah. Stretchy but never pajamas. Mm-hmm. I, don't I, I dress up when I fly. You don't want to uh, wear SpongeBob SquarePants shorts? <laughs> I mean, give me okay. a glass of wine and I might. <laughs> so I still dress up when I fly because I, I don't I don't necessarily think it's the proper thing to do anymore, but I'm just so convinced there's going to be an incident on my airplane <laughs> that when me. we land, there's going to be reporters there. And I just want to look my best. They're we're, just for you. So they're, they're, not here, they're not here for you. Yeah, Weird Al Yankovic was on that flight. Well, that, that brings up, I think it's a great point, though, that at one point, is it the feeling that wine tasting was only for a certain... Sure. Group of people, mm-hmm. um, a certain lifestyle, a certain. Just say it, Mark. Wealthy white wealthy assholes. White <laughs> assholes. But yeah. what's weird Mark? though is the history of it. Yeah. Is that in like, I'm gonna get my debt, my centuries wrong, but like in the 1300s, people drank wine on the regular. Like poor people, wine was the drink of choice. It was actually healthier than water because the water was so goddamn contaminated. Right. So like the, the history of it's crazy because you definitely had it as sort of the regular drink that everybody drank and it was not fancy or pretentious at all. But then at a certain point in France or Italy or wherever it started, they started making it in, in an exclusive way and they only made so many bottles and then getting those bottles was an exclusive thing and then that was the perception and yeah. it still is in a lot of ways I mean bottles of wine can be expensive and taking a trip like this and paying for the tastings you go up to Napa and you sit down to take a to, to have a tasting and you're gonna Gonna pay. pay 70 bucks to pay. do so. Um, so it, it, it is it is a thing, but there is such a variety of wine out there, and there's such a variety of wineries and wine regions that there is something for everybody. It's just not kind of known that there is. That's, I mean, the yeah. winery we're sitting at right now, amazing wine. We all just bought like three bottles each. Yeah, we, we, which we should talk about. We have a Cabernet uh, Sauvignon Reserve open, and we have the, the Barbera. Carbono. The, 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 Carbono. the Car- Carbono. Carbono. Yeah. Carbono. So I said Carbonara. It's, it's, it's a little yeah. mom and pop winery. We're yeah, the family only people, owned. family owned, Fratelli Parada, yeah. and the daughter of the owners was our server, and like totally reasonable <laughs> prices both to taste yeah. you mm-hmm. buy one right. bottle your tasting is free we brought our own snacks this is not an expensive endeavor no. but it's great the one i mean again we all bought like three bottles so we love the wine i love that the most here. useful reasonable contribution to this podcast so far was drowned out by an airplane <laughs> that's hey, how it goes this that's showbiz this, kids that's what i'll say we are this is the wine life that's the name of the show and we are we're out in the world and that's i'm going to do that every time yeah. if i can out because this on is on the town what, this is what this is it what is. Happened. This mm-hmm. is what it is. The, the, the eight of us are sitting around a table under a gazebo. It's beautiful. I'm looking at... I believe this is a pergola. I think this is a pergola. This is a pergola. Yeah. Pergola. Oh, a pergola. gazebo has, a, has an arc, it's has round. a pointed roof. Um, well, is, actually... Isn't that where you go <laughs> before you... And actually of a gazebo. After okay, you die so. before you go to heaven or hell, yes, aren't you Dante's in a pergola? Seventh, yeah. Uh, later. Dante's seventh. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Dan remembers. But it's a beautiful... This day... Is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, the weather is perfect. The yeah. weather yeah. is perfect. I am neither warm nor cold, which is impossible. Yeah, right. No, the weather has been so wonderful. The Rachel, you were saying that with the, the different levels, because yesterday we're sitting there, you know, we're at the Dow. Uh-huh. It feels very corporate for me. The view, view couldn't be beat. Yeah, yep. Serve, the server was phenomenal. Oh, he was but, wonderful. You know, yeah. There's the corporate things of uh, a service fee for because there's X amount of people, mm-hmm. like the, and, and the, the, the what it costs. But for here, like for some myself, the wines, like I could tell the wines I like. Differently, but there was no like, oh, this is a ninety dollar bottle of wine versus a forty five dollar bottle of wine. Some of my that's a myth. I feel like the the, like, the myth of so like be, the more expensive a bottle, the better the wine yeah, is. That's no. completely no. dependent like, on the well. person drinking. Right. Yeah, I was like, I mean, it's the same thing with jewelry. Like, I don't really like yellow gold. I don't care like how fancy, how many carats of yellow gold it is, and what kind of diamonds or rubies are in it. I don't like yellow gold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, like, yeah. and like here was like, what was it? Actually, uh, you're saying like. One bottle covers your tastings. Like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these that, are very reasonable seems, prices. Yeah, for like, Because you were talking about, too, like that corporate feel of Dow, which right. Dow happened to be my favorite, personally, just right. because I loved the wines, I loved the views. Yeah. But Experience. coming here, this feels like we're sitting in someone's backyard. This yeah. feels like we're yeah. at yes. someone's house. We're yeah. chilling. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Like, there's a, a light blue punch buggy sitting here. Yeah. Like, 
like there's, I mean, you, you kind of feel like there's like probably like farm animals. Punch, like punch right buggy is the name. I also okay. Bug let me ask. It's a regional thing. Now the Volkswagen vans. Did anyone call them little pickle vans ever? No. That's a new one. That's me. Okay. Yeah. From now on, though. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Anyone? Anyone listening from Hawaii? Did you call it a little pickle van? I lived there for four years, and that's what my brother and I called them when we saw them on the road. Yeah. I call them bugs. Yeah. But I mean, this this feels like we're at someone's house. And, and we're just chilling. Yeah. It's just like back porch sitting and it's the best. And it's yeah. one of those things where not one is not necessarily better than the other. No. It's personal no. preference. It's what you're feeling at the time. It's who you're with at the time. Like, I love Dow. And the thing about Dow is they they are. They're a much bigger operation. You can actually find, find Dow wines in, like, grocery stores. You're not going to find mm -hmm. the Fratelli. Mm -hmm. Pratar right. They don't make enough wine. They're not mass produced in that way. Yeah. And so, like, to each their own on that part. But Dow is, like, they know. We built a winery on the tallest mountain in the whole region, so everybody comes here. When you look up, you know, wine magazine online, and you're like, top 10 wineries in Paso, Dow's going to come up because you go for the views. You go for the wines are excellent. They have a Cabernet that I buy every time I'm there. Like, it, they are very good. And our server was amazing. But it's just a different feel. Again, not yeah. better, worse, and just different. But here, there's, there's, there's eight people. There's eight people with vastly different backgrounds and personalities and preferences who had just as much fun at Dow as we're having here at Yep, yep. 100%. So it's for everyone. Well, I love here, too, the, the, the Sam, there's a Petite Syrah here. Yep. And, you you know, at the other wineries yeah. you go to, pretty much whatever you ask for, they'll, they'll bring out. Mm -hmm. And Sam said, oh, you have a Petite Syrah. Can I try it? And they said, no, because we made, what, 40 cases? Yeah. Not and, not and not even wine. the wine club members, wine get members get it, which is so yep. different yeah. from anywhere else we've gone. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, that's amazing. Like, that's an actual limited, like, you know, people yeah. put limited edition or rare sure. on everything. But, like, mm -hmm. that's literally a limited edition wine yeah. because that's the scale they work. And it's great. Like, that's how winer, that's how the wineries originated. You yep. don't have wineries that could make 500 cases of every kind of wine. You had wineries that could make, well, we've got, we've got enough grapes to make 40 cases of this or whatever. Yes. Ooh, I want to watch Mike stomp grapes. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Next time. Come on, I think I'd be, I'd be phenomenal at it. I didn't see you. <laughs> I'm just a hammer time. I just want to bask in the They're going to hire me full time yeah. after they see what I can do. If we could go to one of those. You could do it at Agua Dulce, right? I think so. I've heard that. I think you can grape stomp at Agua Dulce. I would love to. I just want to bask in your grapes. Oh, my gosh. You're wonderful. I'd be the lady in that old viral video clip. Oh, no. Oh, no. That would be me if I tried to stomp. Yeah. Oh, and me, too. Dan, you, you said something there that, that made me think, and Mike, I want, I'm going to ask you as your first time wine tasting, and then everybody chime in, but do you feel like that there, there's like a, an, like almost like a club that you are in when you get it with wine? Or is it like, is it open to everybody? Is it like you're learning now it's open to everybody? Or is it like when you finally, not get it, because I, I don't think that that's the way to do it, but that you're in some kind of exclusive club when you say, I love wine tasting. I love being able to come out here. I love, it's like something understood. Yeah. That's like this, this it, new, whether it's like, I'm finally part of the bougie club, right? because I get it, or everybody that comes out here for the first time or the second time or the 18th time, whatever it may be, do you understand what I'm trying to yeah, say? I it's think this like for this me it's, understanding. Yeah, it, it, it dispelled dispelled the myth of the bougieness for me. Okay. And again, I'm sure there probably is. Sure. You know, there is I, bougie I asked you guys, there. I was like, I'm sure it's who it, you go with too. Do like, I matter where I hold the us. stem and this and that? And the big explains like, well, you don't hold it here because that warms the glass. Right. You don't want your warm. You don't want to change the like, temperature oh, of the wine. Yeah. Um, but again, I think it's what you make of it. Like, I, if like this this trip did not turn me into a well, I got to join a club now. Yeah, but I, I kind of would like to. It's it's kind of like we were talking about coffee. Like I wish I could drink coffee. Mm -hmm. It's just not acquired taste for me, and I can't sure. get to it. I would love to. Like wine, it's an acquired taste, and who knows? Five years from now, we're doing this, and I'll go. Hey guys, all right, you guys, you, if we're doing five wineries, I'm gonna get mine because mm -hmm. I'm a member there. I want you guys to come to my place. Yeah, yeah. That very well could happen, and I'm not against to that, and I could see it happening. 
Yeah, sure. it's like that with beer too. I think Rachel, you said you like IPAs, right? Love them. And I think IPAs taste like piss. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so, but I love hefts. I love yeah. hefts a lot. So like, it can be that way with anything. It can be that way with soda. It can be that way with bubbly water. It's anything. It's Mike all personal I, preference. It's Mike not about I, being like pretentious about it. It's just what you like. Yeah. 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 Mike and I have started a diet club. Uh, coke club. We have. Started yeah, a yeah. Oh, very clearly. <laughs> We're doing a tasting at the from the uh, different diet bottling club, companies coke all across the country. Yeah. Yeah. I seriously thought you said Holocaust Country for a second. Well, there's that one too. Wow. There's that one too. <laughs> Mara's cut off. Very curious. It's very unpopular. <laughs> no, but that's what I was wondering because it's like it it. What I love about when I sat down and I, I told this story when I sat down in 2001, I was in Paris, luckily enough, doing that Star Wars play. I was very lucky to do that. I was there for eight weeks, and I had never. I don't think I touched wine, and I sat down. And I said, I'm in Paris. I'm going to drink wine because we were sitting in a cafe out in the middle of, uh, you know, Paris and that's what everybody seemed to do and it was mm -hmm. French and I thought I was following the trends or not trends, but just being like, I'm going to do this now. When in Paris. When yeah. in Paris, right. And I drank the wine and I went, this is awful. This is gross. <laughs> this is disgusting. I'm going to keep drinking it. <laughs> um, and then I went to another cafe and then I went to another cafe and then I went to a place with a bunch of the cast members and we sat down and somebody there, Howard, who now lives in Paris, um, Hi, Howard. Howard Yates uh, said, we're ordering this. And he put down a bottle of French wine. And I drank it, and he went, hold on a minute. What do you taste? And I go, I taste fruit. And he went, okay, how do you feel? And I was like, feels good. <laughs> Tastes good. And he's like, look around you. And I was like, okay. And he's like, Paris, going by. Yeah. And he's like, drink again. Now eat that cheese. Mm. <laughs> and I drank it and I ate that cheese. And I went, the fuck did you just do, Howard? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I'm pointing out the fact that this is an experience that we're having right now. That we're sitting down, we just opened some wine, that we have some cheese, that we're, after a pr production of our Star Wars play, we're having fun. And we're in the middle of Paris, and it's this experience. And I'm like, oh, I really like that. I really like that. And that's when I became interested in wine. That was 2001, 20 years later right now. My God. Do you want to know what I was doing in 2001? You don't. Uh -oh. no. Okay, no, 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 no. no. This is coming from the youngest member in the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should qualify that. Second yeah. grade? <laughs> were you in second grade? Second grade, are you serious? I don't know. I'd time be, is, a, time is, is, a, is a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. Time doesn't exist, only clocks exist. That's right. Right. What were you doing in 2001? What were you doing in 2001, Mara? I was being traumatized by the 9-11 terrorist event. Yeah. Oh. Wait a minute, that's oh. all of us. That's everybody <laughs> Well, Mara, I will say, do you, know, do you know where I was? Okay, I was in Paris mm -hmm. in 2001. We did the production July through August. Do you know when I flew home from that trip? September 10th. August 11th. Oh. Uh, I flew home August 11th. Uh, I flew mm. from uh, London because I took the channel. Uh, oh, nice. London to New York, and I stayed with my friend. Uh, it was probably the 10th or the 9th of August. And then I got on a plane August 11th, 2001, from JFK mm. and, mm. and flew home. So, yeah, that was a big thing. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And it, did, it wasn't lost on me on September 11th when I went. Motherfucker. For me, the Seth MacFarlane thing always gets me. Oh, Seth yeah. MacFarlane, yeah. 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 Oh I remember God. the channel attack from 96 when, uh, mm -hmm. when Tom when Cruise flew the helicopter in there. <laughs> no, Tom. No. Oh, oh, yeah. Not that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> Impossible yeah. Missions for a suite. It was Tom Cruise. It would have been John Voight and John Renault, the professional. He yeah. flew that plane. Hey, Mark, the helicopter right in there. Don't forget about Emmanuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To bring it back. To bring it back, Shannon. Thank you. And you're talking about, like, pairing of the wine with the cheese and how it brings out all these flavors and this experience for people that are listening and that that are like how mike was like nah we're not doing this wine shit. right we're sitting at a table mm. drinking wines that pair beautifully with garlic yet we're eating fucking nacho cheese doritos yep and white cheddar popcorn and like you there's no there are no rules Right. No rules. There are no rules. Thank you. And, there are and people my... that will say that there are, yes. but like we're 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 the group that is <laughs> always gonna say Be like true. you know you, you have to drink your white wine with your fish and your reds with your steak. I'm like no, fuck that. I want my red with my fish. Mm -hmm. And like it, it's it's I think it's individual. Yeah. And I remember yeah, the absolutely. first time 
Dan and Mara came with us to Solvang mm-hmm. over a year ago and we did a day tasting trip and Dan was so nervous and he was like, you guys know what you're doing and I don't know and I don't know what to, to think or to say. And I just remember saying... I didn't want to embarrass I anybody. Right, but it was like, you're not going to. I don't care if you think what I, I think is like absolutely swill and is your favorite thing on the list mm-hmm. i like having that conversation i yep. am never going to judge somebody for liking something no. or not liking something opposite matter. of me it doesn't matter if you think that these are vineyards or wine stalks ah. <laughs> yeah. whatever your well interpretation well of it is, yeah. it's fair game yeah. i just didn't want to be, be fun. i yeah. didn't want to be thomas hayden church to <laughs> sam and rachel's paul giamatti like, what are you doing right are you chewing gum? are you chewing gum, gum? <laughs> i didn't want to have a gum chew that said, Can I? I love merlot Oh, there it is. What an admission. A stunning admission from the newbie. Well, it's going to be a top seller in uh, Blush and Brown magazine. And it's the first piece of merchandise, Merlot. And I'm ready to go. There you go. Shirts will be available in all sizes can I, can with the light heavyweight cotton, but also a uh, poly blend. Yeah, yeah. I want like, what's your what's your weirdest wine habit, or what's your weirdest like something, <laughs> something that people would say, oh, you should do this or you shouldn't do this, and you're like, oh. man, and you have a weird wine-based yeah. thing. Two like, words. It's not a weird thing. It's just looked at a little bit um, with some skepticism. Liquid lunch. Liquid mm. lunch. Yep. Just have a bottle of dessert wine for lunch. Okay. You're going to have a really, really great afternoon at work. Oh. Uh, Let me tell you how to ruin your day. Also two words. Wine enema. I said you'd ruin your day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that checks out. I just bring sphincters into this. sensitive tummy ears, buddy, right? Well, if you do it in the rectum, it absorbs into the bloodstream much faster. That's true. Yeah, you can die if you do it. Very dangerous. For real. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do that. You'll really ruin your day. What a wonderful and insightful PSA. <laughs> I'm here for you. I think when the, the this group goes up here to wine country, we're like the Outback Steakhouse of the late 90s. No rules, just right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can I say about the cheapest the cheapest quote-unquote wine I've ever had? Sure. Yes. Please tell me it was Carlo Rossi wine no. with the little Fair finger. Fingers. Was it in a I box? Mean, yes, I've had it, but Should no. Was that called? Gallo? Galeo? Whatever? In the UK. Oh, yeah. In the UK... I was there in 2004 for a study abroad. They sold in every supermarket. It came in a three, the equivalent of a three-liter bottle, but metric. It's called, it was called uh, White Lightning. Whoa! Oh, and no. it was no, basically like the Burt movie? carbonated. <laughs> it was basically carbonated wine. Oh my it was no. a blue bottle. It was either White Lightning or Blue Lightning. These were White Lightning. Well, white it was basically lightning carbonated wine in a plastic, oh, like God. Coke bottle. No. Let no. me tell you. You're gonna have a great night uh, <laughs> with a bottle. And I think technically that would be the cheapest wine I've ever had because it was like five pounds for a three-liter bottle. Oh, oh wait, boy! But was it White Lightning or was it Gator? It was White Anybody? Lightning. Anybody? Any takers? White Lightning. Mm-hmm. No. All right, fine. <laughs> that was delicious. Burt Reynolds is a national treasure. Burt Reynolds yes, he is. is. He was. Sort of. Well, that's interesting. Okay, would you guys think that when you we were talking about that, Dan? And the, the cheapest wine or the weirdest wine or anything, that does that now automatically put us into a different category of wine lovers because we've been tasting? Now we've been... What do you mean? This is the like, one place I'll admit that I've turned into a snob. Okay. Because I will go to a That's restaurant kind of I mean. or a bar in LA and like, and they just, they have like two choices and it's like, we got a cab and a Pinot and the yeah. bottle's been sitting back there and it's oh. been open for a while yeah. and you taste it and it, and it's just kind of sharp and bitter and like, Warm. and, and you definitely just paid $10 for that glass and you know that that is a very overpriced and terrible for it, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, we just got nice. photographic just got evidence of white lightning. It is apparently categorized as a cider, but oh. uh, it tastes like Where a very cheap that? white wine. That is, that's wow. white lightning. That Woo. is white lightning. Yeah. I like my white lightning with a side of old crow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. is there something to be said about becoming a wine fan and not being bougie? But being okay with being a snob. That in that aspect, the... I don't. I don't. I'm not. I don't feel guilty about it. If I don't like that kind of wine, I don't like that kind of wine. I know the kind of wine I like, and I just make sure I buy that whenever we come on trips like this. And that's okay too. Yes, I know, right? It's okay if you want to drink White Lightning, mm-hmm. and learn that that's not really wine. It's classified as a cider. But you know. To going to a bar because I do the same thing. Julie yeah. and I go. We there's, might want. There's the superior White Lightning. And here's everybody. the poster. Ah, oh, there's the. Yes. There you go. 
there is a thing about going to, let's say, a bar in L.A. and or ordering a cab that's been open for two days sitting in the back and going to an, a restaurant, going to a restaurant maybe a step up from, say, your Outback that you... Mm. No you, rules, man. No rules. <laughs> just, just right. It's the, what is wine to you guys? Like what, like, what is this that we're doing? Does it matter that we're classifying things? Does it matter if we want to get that bad bottle or glass of Cabernet at the bar just because we want to drink some wine or is it bad? Like, what is this? You know, I think like so many things, um, at, at the end of the day, the reason so many of us, uh, have, uh, fallen in with one another, it did not start with wine. It started with another shared love and that's yeah. movies. Correct. Uh, that is the, the major through line that brought the group of this, yeah. uh, these 10 people together. In some cases, it brought members of the couples together, but certainly these five couples, uh, for now, were all brought together by uh, our love of movies. So I think in the same way, our mutual uh, affinity for wine, wine tasting, wine culture, has absolutely added another layer yeah. of that to this group. I love oh, and, I've, uh, I've actually... Mike just walked up with a Diet Coke, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There it is. There it is. I, Diet I've Coke actually... and a cookie. And a cookie. A chocolate chip cookie. Oh. oh. Why didn't you no bring it anymore? No you just want the cookies? I have. Maybe. <laughs> it's Mark. It's right. it. Sorry. Okay. Okay. By the way, I would like to point out that I've had a connection to someone else here for a much longer time than you realize. Uh, I saw a MySpace picture of Julie. Uh, in early 2003, and I've been stalking her ever since. <gasps> I love that. And it what? all comes out. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing Julie said all day. Wait, what? what is MySpace again? Uh, <laughs> um, Friendster, would you rather I use Friendster? Friendster, <laughs> Facebook. Wait, we got to bring Julie into the conversation, though, because one of my favorite memories for this weekend was, so we all uh, rented a house on Airbnb on an actual vineyard. On an and actual working vineyard. It, I found on Airbnb. Okay, I'll take credit for that. Sure. Um, beautiful. And it was gorgeous. And it had five bedrooms and this huge, great space, and there was a pool and a hot tub in the backyard, a grill. Like, this was exactly the right house for this crew. Yeah. So, on the first night, we're all in the hot tub, and Julie gets up and walks away. And after a few minutes, we're like, oh, where'd Julie go? And we look in the backyard, and she is leaning over the fence, talking to the workers because it's harvest season. Oh, yeah. They're harvesting at the same time, and we're on a vineyard. And so, she's making friends because this is what Julie does, the yep. most personable person here. Oh. And, uh, uh, makes friends and comes back after her conversation with the wine workers with a handful of actually freshly picked grapes. <laughs> yep. That then proceeded to be parts of multiple photo shoots over the course of the weekend. Yep. But I love that. I love that our house was in a vineyard and that that was a great place for us to all stay and, and continue to enjoy the culture from that way. It was. It was amazing. We got all to part taste of the them. Experience. It was part of the experience. We, I know I left we ate grapes I off the vine. That's my half. Do you think that has what a lot? They're Grenache. That's right. And I remember um, Sideways is funny. It's a funny movie that I love. It's one of my top five all time. And we were talking to our our guy yesterday at Dow that said the uh, when that movie came out, Merlot sales plummeted, uh -huh. mm. and it became a culture. It became something. I think Sideways was the movie. If we're all movie lovers that came together and we nope. like wine, it's an interesting thing, but. I guess my point is when you, I remember when Jack in that movie is thinking he's getting into wine. He's like, oh, they showed great promise when he was eating the, the grape and we're sitting there doing it. I thought about the movie, but I thought about Jack as a character of like, he's getting introduced through Miles, who's a snob, right? But then at the end of the movie, he learns more about himself. It's less about the wine, it's more about the characters. What did that do for you guys when you were eating the Grenache grapes? We were in wine country. We were on the third tasting or whatever it was. Like, did you feel bougie? Did you feel mm. like you were? I feel incredibly bougie drinking this Carbono with a grocery store peanut butter cookie. How does it taste though? <laughs> well, glob. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then that's good. Mm -hmm. It did no feel rules. a little bougie being like, oh. Yes, I've. Have you ever? Have you ever eaten grapes straight off the vine? <laughs> well, let me tell you, I was up in Paso Robles. Yes, we had, yes, and, uh, we had an Airbnb. It's five bedrooms. It is the harvest. We had the. Uh, we had the workers bring us some grapes straight <laughs> off the vine. 
Well, let me tell you. Rachel, Rachel and I got some great pictures just to bring it down and make it a little less pretentious. Yeah. With oh, those so beautiful good. Grenache grapes sitting on a fucking tractor mm-hmm. uh, it, during golden hour, just to remind people that this is really hard work. It's very labor intensive work. So as bougie as it may feel, it's like this is not a bougie job to have. This is not no. a bougie thing to run and operate like it is very very difficult and very scientific and, and nuts to run a winery mm-hmm. and a vineyard and all these great things so yeah it was it bougie to get great grapes and like have me feed them to rachel yes but we did it on a fucking tractor uh, so yes we did and there's photographic evidence of that too i heard that shannon thinks my tractor's sexy i do yep. mm-hmm. it really turns me on yeah. There it is. I'm always staring at you when you're chugging mm-hmm. along. We well, got it, back last night. Dan was our photographer. Okay. He's oh, yeah. very good at it. Well, bougie aside and eating grapes off the vineyard and uh, and the vine, and I guess the last question I want to ask everybody is, like, what has this weekend meant to you? And what? how has wine, like, colored that idea of, like, what, why we're here? I mean, it did conceivably bring us all together it was like let's go wine tasting let's have some wine let's go to different vineyards because it's beautiful out and you know this is i'm looking now over the vineyard and this, it's a clear day mm-hmm. yeah this is beautiful sitting here i know i'm feeling toasty with some a couple the, yeah glasses we, we, of wine we've had a here. couple open bottles in front of us right of, now uh, open bottles one of wine. Oh, this bottle empty oh this one is this empty. one is too yeah. okay bottles we did, we, we, did good. we were just discussing do we get another one yeah uh, we get another one yeah. but why wine why why at the risk Why of at the end of the day? getting too serious, I yeah. will say from our perspective, you know, we moved about a year ago. LA and even, is our home, but Arkansas has our house. Yes. Yep. <laughs> even uh, even before then, though, because of the because of the circumstances in the world, etc., all of you wonderful people were faces on a screen. Yeah. As has yeah. been the case for so many other people, and uh, this for us, I mean, the wine's great. I found out I like Malbecs. I'm drinking a wonderful. 2016 Carbono. Yep. I'm sure that means something to somebody. But it's a reason for us to get together. It was the... We didn't all come here for the wine. Correct. The wine's great, but we came here for each other. And this is the first time we've gone out of town with any of you. Yeah. And yeah. Tom and Erica yeah. are here in yep. spirit. Yeah, they uh, are. And they were here with us all weekend. And wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's what, that's what the hear. wine means to me. It's like the wine when we Every open time up we a open bottle. Up one of these yes. bottles, we're gonna talk about all the crazy yes. things. That we'll we talk did about this BTUs and, <laughs> yes. and uh, cards against barks. humanity yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and hammer time and everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. All of our yeah, cigar all of our smoking, all of it. It's about memories. Cards it's not against the same humanity. It's just picking up a bottle off a shelf and taking it. Correct. Yeah. Wine's, t- wine's tied to memories. And yeah. I think you, you explained it so well in your Paris experience. It's about experiences, too. Because like I'm the first one to admit that I love wine in and of itself. I love the taste of it. I love having bottles at home, whether it's just drinking the bottle or drinking it with food, whatever it is. Like I adore wine. But this weekend was about sharing that with people. And I think some of my favorite stuff was talking to Mike. Because, he, as he said earlier, he was asking a lot of questions. And over all the years that we've gone tasting, I love listening to the pourers and the winemakers yeah. explain their processes. And I know some people might think that's bougie, but I like the science of it. I like the, like, like why does this want, like, from the same block of grapes you know from one year to the next from one weather pattern to the next it's in a barrel for x number of months versus this kind of barrel for x number of months like all of that is is part of why it tastes the way it tastes and i do find a lot of that fascinating and i love having those conversations not in a pretentious bougie way but just in a like i i like learning things kind of way and i love sharing that with other people and i feel like we've definitely done that this weekend what about you sam um you know i was thinking about uh what makes wine, you know, why wine for us? And, uh, you know, you could say this with other beverages, but wine specifically. Um, you open a bottle of wine to share with friends, and you're drinking yeah. from <laughs> the same bottle. <laughs> like, I keep it to myself. You're drinking from the same bottle. Yes. So what I'm drinking, you're drinking, and it is a shared experience of let's drink this wine together. Let's go through this bottle together. Let's see how it tastes the first glass that where we write, right when we open it, let's see how it tastes 90 minutes from now when we're on our last glass. And the difference, and we can talk about it. And even if you don't talk about it, you know on some level the other person is enjoying that same experience that you are. And you can't really do that with, say, beer. 
Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you could open yeah. a bottle of scotch, but you're not going to ho- hopefully finish the bottle right. um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in 90 minutes. That's, that's I, a different kind I, of night. I don't know you, and look, if that's your thing, that's your thing, but uh, wine is that, it is the drink when you think of a large party at a table together. What do you bring? They want wine. Yeah. Because they want to share this experience with one another, and, uh, and we can I think go, we did it. Let's go down the sideways route, and like the whole idea of the living, breathing vines, and the grapes, and the stories, and how it all comes together, and in the moment that you're drinking it, what does it mean? Like, I don't know, not to get super existential and like sure. big picture, Dude. but I like being a it's like a piece of the growing universe. It's a piece of life and the cyclical nature of it. And like, where are you in that moment with all of it? And, you know, and, and I, I like to think I'm not a total miles, but like uh, I, I, I relate to miles in some ways. Oh, I'm a total miles. <laughs> also, I, relate to miles. I should point out. It also gets you drunk. It does. Yeah. There, there is that. Rachel almost brought me to tears, and then you just brought me back. This is well, our dynamic. <laughs> you all know and, that this is how that. this works, right? Yeah, and that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You two balance the, each other out, we exacerbate one another. The, the, <laughs> the novice of the group. Yes. Uh, to myself, I was driving with Shannon to here from the house, and I was like, you know what? I hope this becomes a yearly thing. Yes. But yes. if we didn't do if we were like, it's just to stay in the house, and I was like, let's barbecue and, and play the pool and play games I wouldn't even need to do wine but for me the wine and this is where kind of for my personal experience hopefully I'll have a long life ahead of me maybe I'm middle age right now and uh, I will always remember anytime there's wine my first introduction to it this was it Mm -hmm. I I might have had in growing up Catholic I would I would even do this because I didn't like wine I didn't like smell of it I would fake drinking the wine when you come up to the priest I'd close my lips and just just, (laughs) so it was probably grape juice at the time but I never drank wine people don't believe that like I've never smoked marijuana my entire life. Never have. Neither have I. I didn't drink till I was 21. And not because I was brought up that way. Yeah. Just, wine was just not for me. So sure. my first experience was this. Wherever we go in our lives, hopefully we're all together, and we'll know each other for many more years. Like people I've known 20 years ago, I still know. I will always remember this the first time with wine. So whenever wine is brought up, or I, people ask me about wineries, whatever, I will always have this as my first time. That's amazing. So it. that is my... And right, now, whatever happens in life. This and now it. there are people listening to this podcast, and they'll remember that this was their first podcast of you talking about your first time. <laughs> and they're going to go, where can I subscribe to Blush and Barrel? And they're going to read Blush and Barrel. We'll have the website up soon. And they're yeah. going to hear all about it again. Yeah. Also, I'm yeah. going to smoke Mike out for the first time, so he'll remember me forever twice. Oh. Whoa! <laughs> wow! Uh, I'm going to do it in, in that Volkswagen Beetle. I'm going to get yeah. in there with you on that. Uh, I so love... That's for another trip. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what I love is that I love what you said, both of you, Sam and Rachel, about the history of the wine the story that it can bring when you open it, there's like a beginning and a middle and an end in a wine bottle, mm-hmm. um, like a story. Because when you open it up, and that's what I, why I wanted to start this podcast, was that it, when you open it up, it there's a different taste to it when you first pour it. There's another taste to it when you pair it with some food. Mm-hmm. And there's a different taste again when you, it sat out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe you cork it, put it on the shelf, drink it the next day you're picking up on that everybody the noob is picking up on it whoever it may be you're remembering now mike that every time a bottle could be open it could even be charles shaw in a sizzler mm-hmm. <laughs> and you could think of this weekend fondly that's what's absolutely will happen mm-hmm. i love that and that's because i feel like so what always drew me to this all the way back when i was in paris was that when howard said pause a moment you know, wine was the conduit for that. You know, mm-hmm. it's part of it. It's a big part of it, but it also becomes even bigger. Mm-hmm. And now we're here because of it, but not because of it, but here because of it. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe we do next year, guys. Maybe we're on a beach like we talked about earlier, Danamara, right? Or are we going to do this every year? Are we going to come to Paso? Is that a tradition? Mm-hmm. But I think wine will be involved every time. Of course. Because well, we do people love people out there who, like, aren't deep thinkers like that because I think that's where some of the myth of oh this is pretentious now we're having like these deep unrelated artistic uh, attachments to this wine and that's not necessarily for everybody and that may be why some people think it's such a boozy 
pretentious because they don't they they're just not that deep and you don't have to be right um so for like other hillbillies out there like myself like (laughs) there's so many options and it's it's there's something out there that you'll like the fact that i got mike kalinowski to drink wine and enjoy one of them gives me hope for anyone who is like nah wine's not for me wine is is for everyone it's for everyone and as sam said it's a great drunk Yes. There's, there, being wine drunk is totally so. If, if you're a simpleton like me, being wine drunk is the best fucking drunk you get. So long as you have some droppets to eliminate the sulfites. A lot of people complain about getting bad headaches and stuff the next day. A lot of people don't like wine because they feel like it just gives them too bad of a headache. But if you pace yourself, you're not going to chug it like a beer. You're going to sip it. You're going to savor it. You're going to enjoy it. But it's the best, most relaxing kind of drunk you can be. That's why housewives go home and once they <laughs> couldn't have horse tranquilizers anymore, they just drank wine until they passed out. <laughs> like, I, my whole, my whole introduction to, my, my mom is 60 something years old and she still drinks white zen. Yeah. Sutter home, baby, right. every night. That's what she comes home and that's her. Good for her. Yeah. And it's for her. fucking great. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be, maybe there's no memory attached to wine with you. Maybe it's just something that you enjoy drinking. I just like to drink. My whole family likes to drink. Yeah. And wine that's is true. just, wine, <laughs> wine is the easiest, most adaptable, relaxing thing to drink. I don't. And there's so many different kinds. Yeah. Like that's the thing. There is literally a, a, a a type of grape, a type of wine for everybody. And yep. you, what you like, you like sweet or dry or spicy or big and bold. Like mm-hmm. there's everything under the sun. And that's part of the fun too. It's like what you like might not be what I like or what do you, that they like or like, and it's, it, you like different things at different times on a really, really hot summer day. You better believe I'm having a bottle of rosé. Yeah. Other times I liked my cabs. Like there is something for everyone. And at the, end of the day like all the existential stuff aside like i just fucking love the taste of it yes like it tastes so good i don't even need the food and the pairings and whatnot just if i like a bottle of wine itself like i'm putting that on the coffee table i've got my glass and i am set for the rest of the day but i think that people should be open to the existential and to to the deeper meanings and 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 as as bougie and as uh, annoying as it can sound you should stay open to it because it does you do get attached to memories and and certain certain tastes and i mean that's that's life that's anything you consume um so don't don't be closed off to the idea that oh maybe there is something deeper to this it's it's very it's cool if you allow it to be yep i love that Mm -hmm. you guys it's the best this is the best this is awesome i'd like to try a little experiment here i like to do this at the end of uh all my podcasts please um you know uh, pretty much all of us here are on social media yep um, so what I'd like you to do is if you're still listening to this, uh, find us on social media. I- I'm at Sam Levine with two M's. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. And I'd like you to, uh, just send two me M's, the word. So L-I-V-I-N-E-M-M. That's the one. Yep. That's it. Oh. Um, so just, uh, just at me on, uh, Twitter, spatula. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a weird word. Didn't come up at all today. Mm-hmm. So the only way you'd know to do that is if you listened to this entire podcast okay technically I want... the word spatula did come up when i desperately needed one to make french toast and i could not that, find it, one it came up in our lives it was right in front of me but not I, on the I, podcast i i like this uh does everybody want to put a word out there as we end and uh list our social medias and uh everybody can send a word so that yep. we know okay. they they actually they listened. made it they made it all they the way made it all the way you'll through. get a like from all of us they'll get a like they'll they'll also, and you learn and maybe yes. oh oh yes. what word yes. what word do we tell them to tweet at dagnino this is very important oh that dick this dick d-i-s d-i-c-k there you go at at Lil Bob Finstein. Little Bobby and the Juice. Little Bobby and the Juice. That's Lil, L-I-L, Lil Bobby <laughs> and, the, and juice. the Juice. I love that. All right, Sam, you gave yours. Rachel, would you like to? Uh, sure. Um, Doritos. Because okay. they're staring yeah. me in the face at the moment. And your handle? Oh, uh, Rachel J, at Rachel J. Cushing. Okay. Mike. Uh, at Mike Kalinowski. And mine will be hashtag blush and barrel. Oh, there it is. Blush and barrel. Yep. Uh, you can find me at ohmybarney, O-H-M-Y-B-A-R-N-E-Y, and we'll go with Stogie. Stogie. Nice. Nice. I like that. Oh, somebody take wine stock. Oh, <laughs> you can find me at that Mara, T-H-A-T-M-A-R-A, and hashtag wine stock, because Rachel gave me an idea better than the one that I didn't have. Now, but. that's <laughs> stock like a 
stalk of corn or S T A L K. Not not wine stock like Woodstock. Like we're stocking up. Like what I was doing to Julie. Cyber stalking. Yep, there you go. There it is. Got it. at Merle Dan. Because some douche took at Dan Merle. At Dan Merle. two R's, two L's. Prognostication. Ooh. You're gonna make him look yeah. that one up. Prognostication. Spelling. Totally spell check. Spell like check. <laughs> well, they're getting me into wine. What'd you expect? <laughs> I love that. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, and I'll finish it here. As I turn this around, oh, and knock all the bottles. Bottles over. down. Oh, bottles wow. down. Marty Fowl from the host. Uh, at Riley around, R E I L L Y A R O U N D. Just put simply hashtag the wine life. That's the show. I want everybody to uh, hear this. This has been a hell of a weekend, guys. Cool. I can't believe we got this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is an awesome winery that we're recording from right now. So stay tuned for the next episode. Make sure you go there. uh, Subscribe. Leave a comment. Wherever you get your podcast, please just leave a comment and a rating. Helps us so much here. Tell everybody about The Wine Life. Hashtag that shit. And let's get out of here, guys. Let's go do another winery, maybe? I'm in. Okay. Right. See you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Time for Vaughn 2. Let's do Vaughn 2. I'd be good. I'd be in. You guys good? What's up? Yeah. I mean, we're writing with you. We're good. If we're in, then Dan and are automatically in. It's okay, completely up to you guys. So you don't. Do it. Do it. Do it. This group is so about the peer pressure, i got to say. Do it. 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 Do it